pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A beautiful young teen girl, Sydney West. And one of the most beautiful spots in our country, the Golden Gate Bridge is out for a walk early morning. She is seen on video walking into the fog. It's very foggy there. And she's never seen again. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Where is Sydney West? Uh, I've been to the Golden Gate Bridge many, many times. Uh, my sister lives in that area, and we've taken our children, the twins, there. And we always, 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 at least once per trip, walk all the way across the Golden Gate Bridge and all the way back. And you would see some type of commotion if someone were attacked, if somebody jumped, if somebody fell. You would see it and hear it because there's Always people walking and jogging and driving on the Golden Gate Bridge. Where did this girl disappear to? The question asked today by her parents. First of all, guys, take a listen to this. Hi, we are Sydney West's parents. As many of you have heard by now, our daughter has not been seen or heard from when she was last seen near the Golden Gate Bridge early in the morning before sunrise. We are asking anyone who may have information about Sydney to please contact investigators. We love Sydney, we miss Sydney, 
and we want more than anything to have her found safe and brought back to our home. Please call the San Francisco Police Department 24-hour tip line if you or anyone you know may have seen her. A desperate plea from the parents of a missing San Francisco woman. 19-year-old Sydney West has not been heard from since last Wednesday. She was a student at UC Berkeley. She lives in San Francisco. Police say West was last seen at Chrissy Field near the Golden Gate Bridge. She moved to the Bay Area from Chapel Hill, North Carolina in August. You were hearing not only her father speaking, but also our friends at KNTV with me, an all-star panel, to make sense of what we know right now. Um, I want to first go out to Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Why Bad Looks Good and author of Red Flags. You can find her at wendypatrickphd.com. And she's a star of Today with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ. Wendy Patrick, this is your neck of the woods. And I, I, I've told you this story before, but it's to put it in perspective about the fog disappearing into the fog, it almost sounds like a movie, but it's not. And right there in the Bay Area, it's very real. Um, one time before the twins were born, David and I went up to the very top of the mark, the top of the mark, the hotel. And David said, quick, come look. And we went out on when you can still go out on a balcony. And Wendy, it was the most incredible thing. I had never seen anything like it. The fog was rolling in off the bay. And this was in the late afternoon, like maybe five or about five o'clock. It was rolling in and I watched it come across the water, cross the Golden Gate Bridge and come across the city of San Francisco. Wendy, it completely covered the city and this thick fog off the bay. You couldn't see any more tops of buildings or houses. You could see nothing. It was like we were floating in a sea of grayish white fog. It's completely blanketed the city. So when I first heard about Sydney disappearing into fog, I was imagining, oh, like a, a fog machine or a smoke machine where you can see a silhouette. This is so thick, you can see nothing, and I would not have believed it if I hadn't seen it myself. You know, that's true, and that's one of the reasons we very first look at weather conditions surrounding a disappearance, and then obviously you move to, well, who would have been close enough to have seen what happened if something happened on the bridge, uh, even if nobody outside of the bridge could have seen it. But you know, Nancy, you talk about being there and visiting your sister with the twins. Walking across the bridge, you also know it's only 1.7 miles across. People think this bridge just goes on forever and it's impossible to get from one side to the other. So one of the things about last seeing this beautiful young woman on one side of the bridge doesn't necessarily mean because of the cloud cover, she couldn't have actually crossed that distance. So the fog is an issue, not just in determining who do you talk to who might have seen what happened after she lost, after they lost sight of her entering the fog, but who might have actually been there to see what happened when she was close enough to get a good visual. So I'm very curious about the cameras on the Golden Gate Bridge. Where are they positioned? Are they on either end? Are they in the middle? Because no one heard any splash of water and you would hear it. Um, no one saw a scuffle, nothing. She walked on the bridge and that was it. Did she come off the other side? Obviously, yes, she did. But was she in a group of people where she wasn't seen? Um, 
There's so many questions. Guys, now take a listen to this. Sydney, or Sid as she likes to be called, is a kind, caring young woman who has a way with younger children, especially her 10-year-old sister, who she's adored since the day she was born and who misses her desperately. Sid is an incredibly talented musician, an athlete, an artist, and is highly intelligent. Sydney's 5'10", 130 pounds, and was last seen wearing long dark leggings, a teal sweatshirt with her hair in a bun on top of her head. This is every parent's nightmare. And all we want is our daughter Sydney to be found safe and brought home to our family. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, another aspect of this is that there are Golden Gate Bridge live webcams. Have you ever seen one of those? Uh, anybody on the panel? Um, to Dr. Angie Arnold, psychiatrist, joining us at the Atlanta jurisdiction, dealing specifically with women's issues. You can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com. So, Dr. Angie Arnold, um, didn't you send me a live webcam shot of something recently? I believe I did, Nancy. Do you remember what it was? No. I do. It was of... um some beach somewhere now i'm looking at the webcam right now and oh, mm-hmm. i'm looking at the chrissy field webcam um there's also one of the golden gate bridge so they have video but the problem with the video is if the fog is there it's not telling me much i mean you can see her going on but that's it. I'm looking at the Chrissy Field webcam right now. You know, Dr. Angela Arnold, what do you make of some people that claim she wanted to disappear? Because I'm not buying that because I've spoken with her family. I don't think that's what happened. Well, Nancy, I believe that people, we all try to make these things right in our in our minds. Right. That doesn't really sound that professional. No offense, because I know you're my well, favorite psychiatric practice in 2022. But something's not right. That's not exactly what I was looking for. Well, we try to explain things. We try to come to an explanation of why something could have happened. You mean rationalize? Yes. And one of the things, you know, Nancy, it's in what we call a differential diagnosis. Okay. What? Now I'm learning something new. What? So a differential diagnosis is... When you're giving, when you're given a set of, you're given your information. And what, what we were trained as doctors to do is we've got to think of every possibility that we could look at with the information that we're given. And so to say that she possibly just wanted to disappear is an option. That doesn't mean it's the correct option by any stretch of the imagination, but there will always be people who, who feel very strongly about that. And as far as the cameras are concerned, Nancy, if, you know, a fog can can make us not see things that are really there, can't it? And so if you're not if you're not looking, if you're not anticipating something, then people's minds are going to play tricks with them. OK, and as you and 
unconsciously our minds play tricks with us. So as you said, nobody heard, nobody heard anything. Nobody saw anything. I hate it when you say that or anybody says that. Nobody heard anything. Nobody saw anything because I heard that so often in my criminal investigations. But you're right, Dr. Angie. And I want to point out and one Nancy, more thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because Nancy, maybe nobody was really paying attention that morning. You know, that's a really good point. Let me go to Audrey Conklin joining us, uh, uh, investigative crime reporter for Fox News Digital. Audrey, thank you for being with us. About what time was it she went onto the bridge? She went onto the bridge around 6.45 a.m. Pacific time. It's not that early. That's still catching all the morning joggers and those people that work out, that have the energy to work out first thing in the morning. That is a prime time for people jogging and walking, even biking. They've got a little bike lane across the Golden Gate Bridge. But I want to point out something else. Um, Brian Fitzgibbons is with us, VP of Operations for USPA Nationwide Security at USPASecurity.com. And I'd like to point out he was involved in the Kingsman Philanthropics 2022 Rescue Missions of Women and Children in Ukraine. He's also an Iraq war vet. That's neither here nor there. But I want you to understand who Fitzgibbons is and why we have him on today. You know, Brian Fitzgibbons, have you ever been to the Golden Gate Bridge? Absolutely, Nancy. My my brother actually lives right across it in San Anselmo. And I think a a key point that you were just discussing with Dr. Angie is that without this video being released, to frame public perception of how many other pedestrians were on the bridge at 645 in the morning uh, was a real missed opportunity um, by the SFPD and, uh, you know, the officials looking uh, for Sydney here. Uh, the, the reason I say that is if, if we could see any of that security footage or the public could see it, their perception would be framed in the sense that there were a lot of witnesses to Sydney walking across that bridge. What he's trying to say in security talk is they didn't release the video. Yes, exactly. We know about the video. Everybody knows about the video, but we've never seen the video. Isn't there a still photo of her walking into the fog? There is one still. Hey, still with you, Brian Fitzgibbons. So on one side is the city of San Francisco and you get on the bridge and it's there at Chrissy Field. We keep talking about Chrissy Field is a strip of land on the edge of the water. I guess they have, if I recall correctly, they have um, softball fields and, and a lot of green space. But you go over the bridge and on the other side of the bridge, which is where we always go and have photos from my father, who was in the Navy and shipped abroad during the Navy and the World War. On the other side, Brian, is the Navy statute of the young man being shipped off. That's exactly where my dad traveled from Oglethorpe, Georgia, all the way to San Francisco. He had never been out of Alabama or Georgia or Florida in his life. Lied about his age to join the Navy. Gets shipped to San Francisco, and that's where a lot of the Navy recruits get sent away. Anyway, my point is, it's right when you get off the bridge, Brian, and do you know on one of the days we crossed, the fog was so bad that sitting at that statute, you could not even see the entrance to the bridge. You could barely see the top of the bridge. It's very tall, but the fog was so heavy. That's the memorial right as you get off the bridge on the other side. 
and you couldn't even see the bottom of the bridge. That's how thick it was. Absolutely. That that fog is tremendous and it would certainly impede um, you know, how how clear that footage was. But I'm I'm stuck on uh, the fact that that footage being released could help uh, inspire uh, folks to come forward who are on that bridge that morning, because, you know, there are quite, as you mentioned earlier, there are quite a few joggers, uh, pedestrians, people walking to work, uh, getting their exercise in. It, this is not that's not a dead time on the bridge. Well, Brian Fitzgibbons, it could have shown anything such as it could have shown, um, because I'm sure that there are security cams down on Christie Field where you walk up the field if you want to go that way, uh, walk up the field and then get on the bridge. There's a lot of ways to get to the entrance to the bridge. But those cameras could have shown if somebody was following her, if someone was right on her heels, if someone put their arm around her, uh, which we've heard nothing about that. But also, Brian Fitzgibbons, let's talk about the other side. Because you got to go somewhere, and no one heard a splash, and no one saw anyone jump. All right? So we don't think that happened. So she can't stay on the bridge forever. She's got to get across. She could have easily been in a group or forced to put her head down by the arm, taken by the arm, and taken off that bridge. And she may not have even emerged in view of the camera. Absolutely. And and once you get off to, to the other side of that bridge in, in Sausalito, uh, it's it's much more remote um, where, you know, the, the description of a potential event that you just talked about uh, unfolding is, high, is much more likely on that side of the bridge than on the San Francisco side. It's almost here. The Nix Anniversary Sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nix's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. 
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, And environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Wendy Patrick, again, this is your neck of the woods. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor and author. Her new book, Why Bad Looks Good. Uh, Wendy. I've noticed exactly what Brian is saying. It seems like everybody is cramming to get onto the bridge on the San Francisco side. And then when you get over to the other side where the, the Navy, where the Navy statute is, not so much. Yeah. You know, one thing I was thinking about when you talk about cameras, obviously we use this to identify other witnesses that may have been there that may have heard something, seen something. You know, lots of people are on the phone as they walk and people overhear other, other conversations. But when you talk about cameras, that was one of the most curious things about this investigation is almost the, you know, the, the different ways in which these cameras appear to be traditionally used rather than the kind of surveillance we're used to seeing and subpoenaing in criminal cases. And Nancy, there's no reason why these should be treated any different. I can't imagine there haven't been tons of investigations that have involved surveillance on the Golden Gate Bridge, particularly because of the fog problem. When you're talking about a location that crime might be committed, that's going to be obfuscated in a very unique way. Talk about the San Francisco Bay. You would think those cameras would be of heightened significance, especially in a missing persons case like this. You know, I had a friend that drowned in the San Francisco Bay many years ago, my friend Bob. And as I recall, all of the camera footage in the whole area was obtained to find out where he was and he was found out in the bay she would have been found if she had struggled and fallen over she had jumped if she was pushed and you would have heard the splash no doubt in my mind someone would have seen it or heard it guys uh the angst this is causing the suffering this is causing her family listen sid jen pierre here look we miss you like crazy you've left a crater in our lives your mom who is one of the most amazing people in the whole world she loves you so much your dad your sister you've just left a crater in all of our lives we need you to get home make memories with us my facebook year in review came up you're in about 10 different pictures because every moment with you was special uh, my girls love you. We all love you so much. And we want we want to make more memories with you. In fact, I'm in Turks and Caicos right now. You inspired us to get down here. You've got your scuba 
uh, license here. You took your senior pictures here. Uh, we want to make memories with you. We want to have fun. Uh, let's make the year of Sid coming home and healing our heartbreak. Love you so much. Come home, Sid. You know, the family firmly believes that this girl is out there, that she didn't just disappear that day in, in, into thin air. The way that they described her absence, you've left a crater in our lives. I've never heard that before, and it's so perfect. There are so many clips, so much sound of family begging for help finding her, finding this beautiful girl, Sydney West. I want to talk about the cameras. What do we know about the facts? And it's only the facts that can help bring her home. Take a listen to our friends at KRON. Sydney was last seen on the Golden Gate Bridge just before 7 a.m. Her parents said Sydney liked visiting the Golden Gate Bridge and cameras on the bridge recorded her the morning she disappeared. However, there was heavy fog that morning that obscured being able to see what happened to her. You know, that morning that Sydney was on the bridge, there was a lot of people uh, that uh, were near her. Uh, I know this because I reviewed the video. Uh, so we just, we absolutely believe that somebody must know something. You know, Brian Fitzgibbons, VP of Operations, USPA Nationwide Security. Brian, I don't get it. The, the family has seen the video, but to my knowledge, it has not been released. Why? That's a great question, Nancy. Um, and, and one that I have, you know, as I mentioned earlier, and I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that could have, that could inspire people to come forward uh, you mentioned it and you said it better than i did that you know i saw nothing i know nothing is the worst thing that we could hear from witnesses and um, when people see that all the other folks that were on the bridge that morning undoubtedly uh you know on tv or on on social media it's definitely going to put some you know, I have a persuasive impact for people to come forward and share what, what they remember from that day. I mean, I've never seen a case like it to Audrey Conklin uh, joining us from Fox News Digital all the time. Anytime you look at the news, you see video camera surveillance. Uh, whenever you're trying to find someone, uh, be it a victim that's gone missing or a perp that's done a bad deed, we see video camera surveillance between ring uh, doorbells between uh, when you combine in traffic light cams when business surveillance video and I always hearken back to the case of missing Connecticut mom of five Jennifer Dulos how police actually put together it was a work of art they put together just what I said um, red light um, stop sign video business video ring video they even managed to catch the subject who i believe killed jennifer dulos speeding by when a bus opened its doors and a bus cam caught the defendant and they married it all together to create a very clear picture of what happened the day jennifer was murdered so i'm very curious Audrey, about why this video has not been released and any other video along that area where she entered the bridge. There's tons of shops and restaurants there. That's obviously a really big question. Um, one that I think her family and everybody following this case is wondering why haven't we seen any footage of Sydney on the bridge? And if you talk to, you know, her family or their private investigator, Scott Dudek, they say that 
the footage belongs to the Golden Gate Bridge, obviously government property, and I guess they never release that footage, any kind of bridge footage to the public. I've never heard that before. Every surveillance video you see when you're investigating a case, like at an ATM, well, that belongs to the bank. But we get it. It's called a subpoena. And not only that, what about the Welcome Center that's on one side, that side of the bridge we're talking about? Or video from the other side of the bridge. There's tons of shops, as I said, and restaurants along the way leading up to the entrance. We've seen none of that. Do you know about any of that video, Audrey? Because I do not. I do not either. I have only heard of one video in particular that the parents have reviewed um, showing Sydney on the bridge. And that's all they have, to my knowledge. Sounds to me like somewhere along the lines... L.A. law enforcement has dropped the ball because there's got to be more video than just the bridge video. Guys, take a listen to our friends at WGRZ. Cameras on the Golden Gate Bridge captured her there, but because of the fog, they lost sight of her. There were a lot of people on the bridge, though. There's people walking, running, biking, driving. So um, the fact that all of our pleas to the public and all of the information out there Nobody has seen anything. It's just so baffling to us. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor and author, star of Today with Dr. Wendy. Wendy, how many times have you argued to a jury as I have? What do you want? A video? (laughs) Because that's not going to happen. And here we've actually got a video. But because of the weather conditions, I mean, even if we could see it and show it to the public, what could it really reveal? Yeah, that's right. We say a picture is worth a thousand words. A video is priceless. But would it reveal just walking? Would it reveal talking? Would it reveal other witnesses, which we could subpoena, that may have taken their own cell phone camera videos like every single person does? But you're right. If it just showed her crossing from one end of the bridge to the next, that would at least give investigators something to work with to where we would think, well, we're now going to refocus the investigation on the other side of the 1.7-mile bridge. It would be something, and it would reduce doubts in terms of what happened where. So at the very least, it would focus where the next investigative step would take place. Okay, now Jackie has had a very unique theory. What if she didn't walk all the way across? What if she turned around and came back? I've never thought of that because I've never met anybody that started walking across the Golden Gate Bridge and quit and did not go all the way across. How long is it? Does somebody say 1.7 miles across each way? 1.7 miles across. So, I don't know. To me, that's illogical to go halfway and come back. But what if she did? How would that play into the search, Brian Fitzgibbons? No, that's a that's a great point. And, you know, I, I have to agree with you that I can't imagine she's going back. Uh, this is a high-level athlete that was recruited to play volleyball uh, at a Division One school. Um, you know, so if she's out doing a workout, 1.7 miles is nothing uh, for her. I mean, really, that is nothing. You're right, because I remember the, the twins and I – first walked across the bridge when they were about eight and we walked all the way to one side and came all the way back so if they could do it at age eight she's an athlete you're right exactly she's a high level athlete i mean what percentage of volleyball players are, are playing at the collegiate uh, go from high school to the collegiate level to begin with and never mind uh to a division one program so you know this is this is somebody who uh, their fitness level is very high. Um, so she went there with a purpose. Uh, you'll remember that she was, she took an Uber to Chrissy Park. Um, 
you know, there, there was a, a purpose behind this, and I can't imagine that it was to go halfway across the bridge and come back. You know what's another interesting point? Dr. Angela Arnold joining us, um, renowned psychiatrist, joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction. Her father had a very long phone conversation with her the night before. Nothing was wrong, and they planned to talk again the next day. It's, um, how many, every time I come home from work, I call my mom now or would call my mom and dad to check on them and say, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tonight. Nothing was wrong. Plans were in place to talk the next day. After a very, like an hour long conversation she had with her parents about what was going on. No indication of any concern. Nothing. Which promotes the fact, Nancy, that she was planning on talking to her parents again the next day. The only question I have about that conversation is the length of the conversation that it was. Was was there any difference in the length of the conversation than what she would have typically had with her parents? That's my only question. But certainly it's indicative of the fact that she was planning to speak to her parents again the next day. You know what it reminds me of, Dr. Angie, the case of Ellen Greenberg? He was stabbed mm-hmm. 22 times, I believe it was, in the back, in the back of the oh, head yeah. and the neck, and it was ruled a suicide. She was right. right in the middle. There had been a blizzard that day. She's a school teacher, and she had to come home early, and then she spent all this time calling each and every student's family to make sure the children got home. Yeah. Then she started making lunch, a giant fresh fruit salad. Mm-hmm. And then according to the police, she just decided somewhere between the strawberries and the blueberries, oh, screw this. I'm going to kill myself yeah. and killed herself. And stabbed myself in the back of my head. I mean, when you help me out here, Angie, you're you're the MD. I'm just a JD. What, what do you mean? What does that tell you when someone has future plans that I mean, why do you just put down the knife in the middle of preparing lunch and go, I'm just going to end it all right now? Forget lunch, everybody. It's off. It's crazy. Nancy, one of the things that also tells you is, I mean, you would almost wonder if someone had a psychotic break at that point. But those but these things don't don't lend themselves to to a psychotic break. Okay, so now you're talking shrink talk that nobody understands but you. And that's not helpful. What are you saying? (laughs) Interpret. Well, a psychotic break is when you lose touch with reality. In the middle of slicing strawberries. In the middle of making your strawberries, in the middle of walking down the Golden Gate Bridge, and then all of a sudden you have this this thought that overcomes you. And, And Nancy, that is typically not how suicide presents itself. People typically think about suicide it's a way out for them nobody heard a splash exactly nobody you don't think someone would have seen her jump off the bridge and go uh 911 hello well someone would have of course someone would have at least called 911 and i know the fog can obscure a lot but when you're right behind somebody walking and they start trying to get off the bridge that either you either run into them or you see something. There's no indication at all that she committed suicide or struggled and was thrown off. Nothing. And Nancy, that would have stunned someone if they had have heard a splash in the water. It would have been something different. Okay, can I tell you a true story? My husband yeah. uh, was visiting, coming to visit me in New York. And of course, from LaGuardia, the airport, you go over a lot of bridges. He actually saw somebody jump off a bridge 
and he immediately called 911 and then later followed up to make sure that they got there. And it was a split moment that he saw someone jump. And sure enough, they did. And they got the guy and he did not die, by the way. So it's very hard for me to believe and, and jump in Wendy Patrick, Brian Fitzgibbons, Audrey Conklin, that no one would have called if they saw a skirmish and she was thrown off fell off or jumped off. I don't believe it. It's especially true, Nancy. This is Wendy because of the time of day. I mean, it couldn't have been a more crowded time of the day. You know, the early morning is when you get the joggers, the runners, the tourists. I mean, you there would have been so many people on that bridge that there would have definitely been somebody that saw something. I love Jackie's out-of-the-box idea that she turned around and came back. And, you know, the only thing would, that would explain that would be some kind of a phone call saying, you know, you got to come back. There's an emergency. But the family might have known about that, too. So it just would be another area of exploration. Yeah, we're getting nothing on the phone logs either. Nothing, That's a really good point, Wendy Patrick. And something else you just said, who's on the bridge that time of the day? Listen, I don't know if you have gone through this as a prosecutor, but if I'm looking, let's just say I'm prosecuting a case and I need a dope addict or a dope dealer or a ne'er-do-well, I don't go. I know that they're going to sleep till three o'clock. Now, if I want to rouse them up out of bed, which is not a bad thing because you know where they are, I can do that. But if I want to talk to them and get any coherent story out of them, I wait till they wake up. They're like vampires. They party all night and sleep all day. But if you're out on the bridge at that time, you have a job and you're working out early in the morning. You're a fitness fanatic and you want to work out the minute you wake up or you're a tourist and you're there to see the sights, your eyes are wide open, seeing everything, that's who would have been on that bridge, Wendy Patrick, at that time of the day. That's right. You're fresh, and your perspective is sharp. These people are situationally aware. It's the beginning of the day. They're probably well-caffeinated, carbo-loaded, and ready to go. That's like the ideal witness pool if you're going to start looking for somebody that saw or heard something. That's why, at the very least, those cameras would have given us a large pool of people to then follow up with if any of them were on their phone or had cell phone cameras. It's almost here. The NYX Anniversary Sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX Anniversary Sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. 
Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Now we are hearing that the cameras on the bridge are security cameras and won't be released. I think that's total BS. So are the cameras on a bank or at other places, including national institutions. But in a case like this, a criminal case, it's very easy to redact out of videos which you don't want the public to see, but it's all in plain view. So you're not giving us any video that we can't see for ourselves. Guys, I want you to hear more from the family. And this is very critical because a reward comes about. Hi, we are Kimberly and Jay West, Sydney West parents. As many of you know, our daughter went missing. She was last seen on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, that morning that Sydney was on the bridge, there was a lot of people uh, that uh, were near her. Uh, I know this because I reviewed the video. Uh, So we just, we absolutely believe that somebody must know something. And we are desperate to have our daughter back. We are offering a $10,000 reward to anybody who is able to locate and bring her home to us or provide information that uh, that does the same. And that information should be passed to Scott Dudak, our private investigator in San Francisco. Two things. Number one, I believe that rewards loosen lips. I really do. I think people will talk for the money. And second, did you hear the parents say, get in touch with our private investigator, Scott Dudak? They don't say call um, San Francisco PD they say, get in touch with RPI. Why is that, Audrey Conklin? Why not give out the police number? Because the police, when they initially um, reported Sydney's disappearance, um, said something along the lines, well, said something that the parents 
rub the parents the wrong way. And so their private investigator thinks that the police have kind of given up on the situation and Sydney's disappearance, um, which is why he has taken the lead. And um, he's also baffled by the video footage and really wants to look into it and talk to people who may have seen her that day. You know what? I guarantee you this is what happened, Dr. Angela Arnold. Oh, she's just off with her boyfriend. She'll turn back up. Oh, she just left. She didn't want to be found. She's a grown lady. I've heard that so many times. She's a teen. She's 19. That's total BS. But that's the attitude of a lot of law enforcement. And I don't like it. And I am law enforcement. But that's wrong. Well, it's it's just so lazy. And it's, it's so dismissive. And when are people going to stop being dismissive of people who are in trouble? The police do not need to be dismissive of people that are in trouble. I.E., let's not forget about Gabby Petito. That's right. Let's not forget about Gabby Petito. You're absolutely correct. You know, another irony here. Let me throw this back to you, Brian Fitzgibbons. She went missing on the Golden Gate Bridge. What else does she have to do? Climb on top of the Statue of Liberty and go missing? What? What about the, the, where else could she go missing that would be more identifiable and more public? But we don't have a clue that doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. And, and it lends credibility to what uh, you and, and one of the other experts on here was uh, referring to earlier. That there has to be uh, footage on either side of these uh, of the bridge that has been reviewed. Witnesses that, ha- that needed to be talked to on either side of the bridge. If you get across that Sausalito side, let's say she's going for a run. Uh, there are a number of trails and parks in the Marin headlands uh, right across uh, on the opposite side of the bridge, the Sausalito side. Um, so, you know, and I'll add one thing, Nancy, that anybody who's been on the Golden Gate Bridge, it's not exactly easy um, to uh, climb and jump off of it. Oh, no, it's you're right. It's very secure, very difficult to do that. So that that needs to be said, because it sounds like the San Francisco police have dismissed this as uh, potentially a suicide or a runaway. Um, certainly, they've uh, helped or not releasing the video has helped frame public perception. I mean, you would have to be um, with Cirque du Soleil to climb up the side of that bridge to jump. They have it so secured with those very, very thick steel ropes. Guys, it helps to figure out who is the victim. Take a listen to our friends at KRON. Well, obviously, right now we're all, you know, very worried and concerned about Sydney West uh, and what we know of right now. She played here uh, her sophomore, her freshman and sophomore year. Sydney was uh, was an athlete here at Foothill High School and. Um, she moved after her sophomore year to go to North Carolina. Uh, she did come back and visit with us a couple times, but it's been, you know, once she, once somebody's played for us and been a part of our program, they're a part of our extended family, and now we're all just incredibly worried knowing that she is missing and we don't know where she's at. This is a girl that was scrubbed in sunshine. Beautiful girl. Her life in front of her. Where is Sydney? If you know or think you know anything about her disappearance, please call the tip line 925-704-8328. Repeat, 925-705-8328. Goodbye, friend. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. 